guardian angels and patron saints, pray for us. Our gospel parable today presents us with two tools for growth in the virtue of humility, a deeply misunderstood and even maligned virtue. Humility is crucial for the life of the disciple, for without it, we depend not on God and upon his power and his grace, but upon our own strength. We cultivate the independence that doesn't allow us to be receptive, to be open, to be docile to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit. And of course, the ways that humility is misunderstood is that it somehow involves a denial of my gifts, a denial of the goodness that I possess, a kind of lie which, though very well aware of perhaps a talent or an accomplishment, is required to minimize or dismiss as if it were no longer, as if it were not the case. Of course, that has nothing to do with humility. That's a false modesty. True humility accepts the truth. Humility is truth. It's who I am. And knowing myself without all of the attachment or fascination with myself, that vanity uh, incites. No, real humility isn't a denial of my gifts or a rejection of my goodness. Real humility is just forgetting about it altogether. Not paying attention to myself, not preoccupied with my failings or my accomplishments but attentive in love to the world around me. This is humility. And Jesus, Jesus insists in the, in the gospel parable that he tells about choosing a place of honor at, at banquets, that, that this, is a, this is a practice that we should embrace as a habit. There's a certain practical wisdom to it, given the possibility that you might get humiliated. Here's a way to navigate those potential pitfalls. But it goes deeper than that. It goes deeper than that. To be in a position where I look upon others as opportunities to rejoice rather than objects of competition. Who's got the highest place? That's a whole spiritual attitude. That's a whole perspective that grounds or holds me back. And of course, we're incited into this all the time. Climbing the ladder, advancing our careers, hanging our ambitions on some achievement or accomplishment. And there's all good things about that if they drive us to forget about our self-pity, and to work hard, to sacrifice, and to place ourselves at the service of a higher good. This is why athletics is such an important part of the formation of the young. This is why sports teams are so important, because you learn what that means to not simply be in competition, but to identify with a larger whole so that their victory is my victory. That's an important lesson that we learn, hopefully, when we're young, and perhaps forget in our greater accomplishments as we grow older. 
You know, this is a part of life for everybody, including priests. We get competitive. Let me rephrase that. I get competitive. <laughs> There's little pockets of envy in here that hold me back from rejoicing at the accomplishments or the, or the successes of my brothers. One example of this, a few years ago, some of you may be aware of Father Mike Schmitz, who's a great, uh, very popular media figure who's been running this Bible in a Year podcast. So you listen to the Bible every single day and you get through it in a whole year on his podcast and it's a little commentary. He's got a very popular YouTube channel following. I think he's starting another podcast in the coming year called The Catechism in a Year, where you get to follow along and listen to the catechism. Anyway, I've been, I've been aware of Father Mike Schmitz. He's been around for probably uh, close to a decade. He's a very popular speaker, especially with college students, young adults. But there's certain things about him that annoy me. I don't like his presentation style. Sometimes the, the topics he chooses seem, you know, frivolous or his take on them. I, well, that's not the right way. That's, the way I, that's not the way I would do it. And I find myself right here in the 2022 somehow resentful that a diocesan priest, an American diocesan priest, is successful, fruitful in his mission, helping people know Jesus and love his church. And I, and I sit here nitpicking. Right, that's, a, that's envy. That's a sin. That's, that's, I won't say that's pathetic, but that's, that's not a virtue. There's nothing good about that. Because when one part of the body is honored, the whole body rejoices. Right, that's humility. I won't say that's pathetic when I, when I fall into those resentments. It's prideful, right? Pride, the enemy of humility, the enemy of grace taking root in our lives. The other tool that Jesus gives in this parable of the gospel readings today insists, well, it's not so much a parable, but more a teaching. Don't look to be repaid by those you serve and help. Look for the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Serve them. Search them out to do them good. And in that way, you will know I don't have some ulterior motive looking for a little you scratch my back, I scratch yours. And I just want to point to one important thing. In our time, we have certainly many examples which we encounter all the time in this part of our city, where we find the poor, the crippled, the lame, or the blind. Many opportunities to serve them or to seek them out to us to do them good without hope of repayment. But I also want to remind us that there is one particular group that we don't see, which is nonetheless in need of our service and our love and our protection, and that group is the unborn. They are deeply threatened, all the more so because we can't see them. They're hidden. They are blind because their eyes never see the light of day. 
They are poor because a mother's womb should be the safest place in the world. And so I want to invite you all to consider following the teaching of the Lord by making a commitment to pray for the protection of the unborn on the third weekend of the month. You'll find some details in the bulletin today about a new um, prayer that we would like to sponsor at Christ the King. And I would like Blessed Sacrament parishioners to be a part of this, as are all of the parishes of the Wyandotte County area. The goal is on a Friday evening to expose the Blessed Sacrament at Christ the King Church at 7 p.m. and pray through the night for an end to abortion, reparation for the sins of abortion, and to beg God for the protection of the unborn and all whose lives are threatened by this industry. We'll conclude our adoration the following Saturday morning at 8 a.m. with Mass, a bilingual Mass, and then process down to the Planned Parenthood Clinic to pray and public witness against uh, what is happening there, what is taking place day in and day out. This will take place again, as I said, on the third weekend of the month. And I'm particularly asking men to commit to this prayer. Able-bodied men who can make sure that the space is safe, because I, I understand that that neighborhood in the middle of the night on a Friday isn't always the safest. We are asking for additional security from patrols from the local uh, patrol cars. We'll have better lighting. We'll have hopefully keyless entry soon so as to allow for those, uh, if anyone's feeling unsafe, they'll be able to uh, secure the, the area. But the point of that is that I, I would like able-bodied men to be present, not only to secure the safety of that space during the night, but secondly, because in every abortion, the thing that is never discussed is the fact that there is a cowardly, selfish man. We don't talk about that. We talk about unborn children. We talk about mothers and women. But the, the elephant in the room, of course, is the man who has either abandoned a woman or encouraged her and not taken responsibility and has become instead cowardly and selfish. We must do reparation for that as men. We need men who are humble enough to place themselves at the service of the weak, the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, the forgotten. And we can do that in many ways, but I'm asking the men and the women to consider taking an hour of adoration, one night a month, before the Blessed Sacrament, to pray for this protection and to beg for the grace, forgetting ourselves, forgetting what has gone before us, looking instead to what is ahead and longing for that day when the Lord will call us up. My friend, take a higher place here beside me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.